live from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. God-fearing and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. We're broadcasting, as always, from the live, free, or die, Granite State of New Hampshire. And I got my boy, as always, Monday through Friday, producer Eli. What's going on on Friday, brother? What's going on, LFA family? I'm ready for the weekend. He's ready for the weekend. You're ready for the weekend. But first, the news. We're ready for the weekend, but the news never stops. Let us know where you're watching from, and we'll try to give you a shout-out right now. Shannon, how you doing? Good to see you. Big Mama Campbell, NY Girl. Eli, a $25 donation to start off here on Friday. Thank you so much. God bless you. Jennifer from Tennessee is in the building. Darlene from Michigan is here. How you doing? Shout-out from Majorva, O-H-I-O, in the building. Maria from Virginia Beach. Sharon from Hubbard, Ohio. Scotty in Austin, Texas. Good to see you. JL Jazz is here. Brenda Bounds is here. J.A. Fish is in the building. Marlene from Michigan. We've got Joshua in the house. How are you, Joshua? Thank you. Dylan from Streeter, Illinois. Mary joining in from Arizona. Joanne, how are you, Joanne? Good to see you. Erica, thank you for being here. Good to see you. Who else we got? Linda Chavez, Brenda from Wisconsin. I, I, I see him. I read the names and I try to call it off, folks. Hello from Georgia. Jay gives me good to see you. Barbara Peters is here. Hannah from San Diego is watching. Amy, big shout out to Amy from Arizona. And make sure you guys give two big birthday shout outs to Becky and Jaden. Becky and Jaden. And Stacy from the hospitality state, she says. Well, thank you for joining in. We could use a little hospitality right here on Live from America, folks. Today is February 16th, year of our Lord, 2024. It is Friday. We've made it through another week. That means another week away from the stolen election, another week towards the return of the MAGA king, Donald J. Trump. And it was a very bad day. 
for Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade yesterday. Yesterday was a very bad day for a lot of very bad people. Eli, did you get a chance to enjoy any of that beatdown, that judicial absolute smackdown in Georgia yesterday? Every single second of it. The devil went down to Georgia and he put on a backwards dress, ate a bunch of Twinkies and learned abonics and then set themselves on fire and went up on a stand. Is that about right, Eli? It was the coolest thing in the history of ever. <laughs> don't you tell me that. I like me some Grey Goose. I don't be drinking on none of that wine, Eli. I don't be drinking on none of that wine. I like me some Grey Goose up in the building. You know what I mean? Y'all just leave me alone because I want to go to Belize and Aruba, all right? I don't know what continent Belize is on, but wherever Belize is at, wherever continent it is on, that's where I was, and that's where I is. <laughs> that's pretty much sums it up. I want to thank everybody for being here. God bless you. We want to thank the donations that are coming in. Lynn Bus, God bless you and thank you. We are uh, lower on donations than we've been in a long time, but every single cent goes toward put towards pushing this network to the next stage. So thank you guys very much. I do have some bad news today. Fannie Willis was supposed to take the stand at 9 a.m., Fanny Willis declined to take the stand at 9 a.m., touting privilege because she's the DA. And yesterday was enough. I'm pretty sure she went back to the DA's office yesterday, and the other uh, attorneys in the office were like, why on God's green earth did you run up there with a backwards dress on, all coked up, speaking, speaking abonics? Don't ever do that again. You just destroyed the case. So Fannie Willis has opted not to go to the witness stand. Now, they can make a case to remove privilege from her and compel her to come back to the stand, which I believe they will do because of the fact that she basically um, stepped in so many traps yesterday for herself, opened the door for so much more litigation. So we'll see what happens. We'll keep you updated on that. I titled today's show... Falling like dominoes. And if you saw the, new, the, uh, the thumbnail this morning, then you'll know exactly what I mean. Every one of those people that are on that thumbnail that are in circles, crossed out, they're falling. And Jack Smith is next. Now, somebody just made um, a statement in the chat that said the judge was a wussy. I disagree. I think the judge did exactly what I wanted the judge to do. Now, there was a point in which I said, why is this judge allowing her to say these things and do these things? And it, was, it became very apparent very quick. The judge said, let her hang her own self with her own testimony. The judge kept saying to, the, to, the, uh, to Trump's attorneys, I-, I know you've asked her this a thousand times. She's answered the only way apparently she can answer. It's on the record. We know what she means. So I won't, uh, I'll hold my, I'll hold my, um, I'll, re- I'll reserve my judgment on the judge for right now because I believe the judge let her basically just go off and show the world how unqualified and incapable she is of doing any case at, at all for the state let alone against this high-profile case, which is the one against Donald Trump. It was truly incredible. So um, falling like dominoes. Let's go through kind of some of the things that we're going to talk about today. We're going to go back to that courthouse right now, at least before we got on the show, at least as of right now, they were in recess. 
uh, because they were waiting for some more parties to get there in order to get take the witness stand since Fannie Willis has uh, decided she's not going to come back for round two today. Okay? Because, boy, did she hang herself yesterday. Yes, the dress was on backwards, 100%. I, I, I can't tell you how, why. It, that's, that might be as bad as Michael wearing, uh, Michael on the office wearing a girl suit, Eli. So anyway, uh, we're going to talk about Biden heading back to Ohio. Yay, nobody cares. Maybe they should drink the water while he's there, right? We're going to talk about Fannie Willis and the Nathan Wade debacle. I'm going to show you guys pictures and videos of this for the first half of the show. We're going to talk about the Georgia Bar Association and how the Bar Association in Georgia is 100% completely compromised. That came out in court. Jack Smith is getting absolutely trounced and beat up by Donald J. Trump. Wait till you see the breaking news uh, of, as of this morning with Donald Trump and Jack Smith. You're going to love this. Special counsel Robert Herr, the one that said that Biden was basic, basically incapable of standing trial because he's, you know, um, he'll be testifying in public very soon. Panic is setting in with, with Biden uh, because even... Gavin Newsom and uh, Kamala Harris are polling lower against Trump than Joe Biden. We're going to talk about how the Border Patrol is becoming more and more increasingly like brown shirts. CNN is in major trouble. The, New- the North Carolina Police um, Department, has the- all of the police departments in North Carolina have a new curriculum that they're going to follow. We're going to talk about proposed Illinois child abuse, uh, abuse laws. And so much more here on this jam-packed Friday, two hours. Now, originally, I was going to have it so that we had phone calls today. Uh, that system is not working for us this morning uh, in our studio. I'm not able to bring incoming calls the way I want to. So we're going to work on that, and we're going to have that ready for you next week. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, it is Friday. And since Biden is going back to Ohio, Donald Trump took no, wasted no time getting a campaign ad about this. 375 days, too little, too late. Roll it. President Biden has so far been a no-show at the train derailment site. Some are asking why the current president still has yet to visit. Neither the president nor the transportation secretary have visited, but Trump is going to be there handing out supplies to people in need. The president saying that he hasn't had the occasion to go to East Palestine. That tells you what kind of guy he is. He was in the Ukraine giving billions of dollars away to people over there and not to us. He also had a political event in Pennsylvania and made personal travel to New York and Delaware. You've already shown us, uh, you know, how little you think of us. I mean, now he's had to be consult. I, uh, um... Anyway... You know, it's a dang shame when the leader of our country is that. So I thought, well, since Biden's going to go back to East Palestine, Ohio, which nobody cares, at least outside of East Palestine, I thought, well, let's see what the people inside of East Palestine think about Biden going back. Let's see what they have to say about their resident and thief uh, joining them a little too late. You know, I want to say that if he's not coming here to take action, then why come? You know, it's been a year of tucking our kids into beds where we don't know if our homes are safe because they haven't been tested. They won't test our soil. The EPA is telling us, you know, nothing's wrong. We're all sick. Our bodies are telling us different. As a parent, as a wife, a daughter, 
you know, this, this is unacceptable in the United States of America. And I, it's just hard to believe that anybody could ignore what's going on in our community. Especially the person who's supposed to be the commander in chief. Now, we all know what kind of person he really is. We know the integrity. We know the morals. We know the moral compass. We know the lies, the cheats, the entire corruption life that he's lived, the plagiarizing. He doesn't care about the people of East Palestine, Ohio. Even the LFA family, Eli, raised $4,000 for the residents of East Palestine, Ohio, and sent EnviroCleanse units. Did Joe Biden do anything like that personally? No. So I have a feeling he won't have a very warm welcome when he gets there. And rightfully so. And rightfully so. Let's go to the Lord. Please open your Jesus Calling books. We're going to go to the evening version. Uh, When we do the 11 o'clock show, I do the evening version because we go into the afternoon. You have been struggling just to keep your head above water and your strength is running low. I want to know how many people that applies to right now. Please pull up the Rumble chat. How many people does that apply to? And don't be uh, shy. If you are a person who's been struggling to keep your head above water, and you're just barely making it, and you don't have enough, know if you have enough energy to keep moving on, with, if it's financial, if it's physical, if it's political, whatever it is, let us know. Let people pray for you. Put it in the chat right now. Let people know that you need help. You need prayer. You need love. You need people to think about them. Pray for these people that they put their names in the chat because it's very hard. Cubs fan right there. I need it. Joe Bo says me. S. Shelley Rose, me. Willie Rumble, me. I want you guys to see this real quick. Pam K.N., me. Peggy Ross, me. Jack's Patriot says me. Purple Snowflake, me. DeClues, how are you? Thank you very much. CQ, me. W. Wilson. Eileen. Diamond. Willie Rumble. Blue Patches. Look at all of the people that feel like they're struggling just to keep their head above water and need help. Folks, this is, this is not a good thing to see when so many of us in this LFA family are struggling. It breaks my heart to see that. Cynthia. Sugar Booga. Shuby. FL Girl. Jackie Summers. If I was a multimillionaire, I would give it all away to each and every single one of you. I wouldn't need any of it. I feel so terrible. JM, I'm living as a widow, struggling. So what we're going to do today, folks, when I read the rest of this, I want us all to come together. And we're not just going to say the Lord's Prayer today. It's bringing tears to my eyes even thinking about how many people actually feel that way. We're going to fix that. Now is the time for you to stop striving and let me fight for you. I am calling you to rest in me. Now, I know that doesn't pay the bills. I know that doesn't cure the cancer. My mom was diagnosed with lung cancer two days ago. I, I, I know. But there is rest and joy in Christ. I can promise that. Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Psalm 91, 1, 
He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. That's you. That's me. Before you turn out the light tonight, rest in my shadow, and I will work on your behalf. Folks, I wish I could do that for you. When I see you guys brokenhearted like you are in this chat, it's like my own family is brokenhearted, and I am feel so incredibly guilty that I can't help everyone. But what we're going to do right now is we're going to go to the one who can. We're going to remove our hats if we're wearing them. We're going to go to silence. And we're going to think about everybody here. And we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. Lord and Heavenly Father, Lord, today as we come to you in thanksgiving and grateful for everything that you do give us, recognizing what we do have, help us focus on that. Lord, there are so many that need to focus on what we do have rather than what we don't have, what we can control with you as our guide as opposed to what we can't control and let you have. Lord, we know how powerful prayer is. And on this Friday, Lord, to end this week, we are praying for all those that feel like their head is just above water, that feel like they're, any minute they're going to drown. Please lift their hearts up today. Uplift their spirits and let them know that they are loved, cared for, and that there's somebody there to guide them through it. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This morning, ladies and gentlemen, we talked about gauging our hearts and our tested spirits. And God has made you for this time now. So do me a favor. Rumble this video, share this video, and let's get to the first and foremost section. Eli, you know what to do. Shake it up, baby. Down the hatch, field of greens. Let's get it. I'm going to make sure I'm healthy. I'm going to make sure I'm at least putting the nutrients in my body that I need to put in. And if that sounds like something that you guys also want to join in on, then become healthy with me and Eli. Become healthy with so many other of the uh, LFA family members and go to Brickhouse Nutrition's fieldofgreens.com. Discover the delicious flavors of Field of Greens with your wild berry, your strawberry lemonade, your lemon lime, your charged, or just your regular. Ladies and gentlemen, I am going to be uh, giving away a bunch of Field of Greens today. Now, you're going to have to not be picky, okay, because we don't have all these different kinds to give away. I do have a bunch of the regular kind and a few of the, uh, of the others. We're just going to pick some random names today. I'm going to have Eli pick them in a little bit. Eli, can you write this down? We're going to pick some random names. You're going to pick them. 
just randomly as we go. And we're going to send some Field of Greens out today because we do have a little stockpile. I love you guys. God bless you. Use the promo code LFA at fieldofgreens.com. Promo code LFA, fieldofgreens.com. I'm ready. Eli's ready. You're ready. Let's get to it. We already know that frumpy Fanny Willis will not be taking the stand today. And the reason why frumpy Fanny Willis will not be taking the stand today is because of what happened yesterday. It was the worst testimony that I've ever seen given in my entire life. Eli had an appointment during the time that this first came on. When he came back, I said, dude, you are not even going to believe what I'm hearing on the stand down in Georgia. He said, what do you mean? I said, dude, this is, it looks like TV. I have never seen anything like this. What I am seeing is an absolute self-destruction mode of a DA. I've never seen anybody self-destruct like I saw Fannie Willis self-destruct yesterday. Now, while Nathan Wade was on the stand absolutely destroying the case against Donald Trump because of his affair, his um, personal gifting, and his receiving of tons of cash from Fannie Willis during all of this time, We didn't know that Fannie Willis was going to come in and take the stand. We had no idea. The court had no idea. Now, she was subpoenaed, but she has a privilege because she's a DA. Well, she waived that privilege yesterday when, Eli, she has something to say. Okay? I waived that privilege when I got something to say. You heard? I didn't even know that. So she didn't have to be there? She didn't have to be there. No, no, no. Eli, this is the greatest thing. Frumpy Fanny Willis was in her office more than likely doing cocaine, something. I think the woman was on drugs. I've seen a lot of people on drugs, Eli. That woman looked like she was on drugs yesterday. She put her dress on backwards, zipped it up. It was a dress, that dress. Everybody found that dress on like Wayfair and Amazon, Eli. Found the name brand of it. It is a backwards dress. She zipped it up from the front. She ran out there, greased her hair back, did a few rails, jumped out of the DA's office, ran down there with her frumpy, fat little body and said, Judge, I got something. Must say. And the judge is like, what's going on here? She's like, I'm waving privilege because I ain't going to let these people sit up here and lie on me. Eli, I ain't going to let this white girl sit up here and lie on me. I'm going to get up there and I'm going to tell her the truth. That's right, the truth. Because it was my birthday. And it's my birthday today. And I'm going to tell y'all the truth. Now, I am not picking on people who actually speak like that. Although it's a little annoying. Okay, because you don't have to speak like that. It's almost like if you say that, you don't have to talk like that, Eli, right? You know, you know, Eli, you know, when people who say that, like, you don't have to speak like that. Just like you don't have to speak abonics, okay? Abonics is only something that you adopt because you want to sound cool, okay? Now, Fannie Willis knows how to speak proper English because when she's out there in the public eye trying to go after Donald Trump and raise money off Donald Trump, then she speaks normally, But boy, the hood came out yesterday. Eli, the hood rat came out in her yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Half expected Will Smith to come out and slap someone. (laughs) Uh, The hood rat came out in Fannie Willis yesterday. Boy, she was mad. I have something to say. So what we're going to do is I'm going to show you a few clips. It was bad. Okay? It was bad. And when I say that I was actually happy with the judge allowing it, I wasn't at first. Cash me outside. How about that? Somebody wrote in there, Eli. I was not happy with the judge at first. I'm going to be honest. I was not. I'm like, how are you going to let this continue? But then when I saw, because I watched the judge, 
the entire time because they had split screen. The judge was like this half the time. It's like, oh. And like the, the Trump's team was looking, they're like, judge, we're trying to, I, I don't know another way that we can ask a human being this question. The judge is like, I, I don't know, just let her answer it the way she's going to answer it. The, the record knows what you mean <laughs> at that point. You know what I mean? So I was, a, I was so happy, so happy with the, the, the judge allowing it to go on because it was the greatest testimony I've ever seen by these two idiots in my entire life. Now, before we get to some clips to show the people who didn't get to see it, and don't worry, you're not missing that much today because uh, I guess Fannie, Wither- Fannie Willis's father, by the way, who was an, ex- an ex-extremist, uh, Black Panther extremist, he's supposed to come on the stand today, so that ought to be fun, Right. Uh, Fannie Willis was coming back, but she decided, now I'm going to exercise that privilege. Here's my thing. If you waive privilege, Eli, if you waive executive privilege, or if you waive privilege because you're the DA, and then you say, I want to claim that back after you waive it, that shouldn't be allowed. No. No. She should be forced and compelled to come back. Now, I believe these attorneys are going to find a way around privilege, and bring her frumpy butt back anyway. But until we get there, I want to show you what MSNBC, or better known as Will calls them, MSSTD. When MSNBC says that you're cooked and the case against Donald Trump is absolutely cooked, folks, you know you've got something to say. Listen to this. The legalese fool you. This is epic. This is monumental. If things are going in the direction we think... Uh, Fonnie Willis lied to the court. It's game over for her. She will be disqualified um, if they had a relationship prior to when they uh, represented to to the court. It's it's a huge deal. I, I can't overstate it. And do you feel the same way, Charles, based on the testimony of what we just heard and we just learned Nathan Wade, who is the special prosecutor in this case, walked in the courtroom. He is being sworn in to testify now about this issue and his relationship with Fonnie Willis. Let's listen. The legalese fool you. This is... So I love what that uh, MSNBC uh, reporter said. Don't let the legalese fool you. This is bad. Like, this is super bad. Uh, So we're going to go to the courtroom. Apparently, her father is on the stand now. Can we get that? um, We're going to cue this up, folks. So apparently her Black Panther extremist father is on the stand now. Do we have uh, confirmation of that? Yes, we do. Okay. All right, folks, we're going to go to uh, to the courtroom now. We're just trying to get the proper screen here so that you guys can see it properly. So give us a second here. We definitely want to hear from her father because she invoked her father's name many, many, many times yesterday. Um, I'm going to have to do something different there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, here we go. Yesterday. Overall. Well, these um, South Fulton police, first they put a car in front of the house that was there permanently. Um, a police car. That was thing one. Thing two, they brought a person uh, with a dog sometimes more than uh, once a day, twice a day, and they would circle the house to look for for bombs. Um, I knew that that was 
a house that my daughter had worked for. for it was a brand new house. She's the only one who had ever lived there. It's a four bedroom, brand new house. And I wanted to, somebody needed to protect the house. And I stayed there to basically take care of the house, uh, to take care of the yard, to take care of that. Also, somebody sprayed, um, um, again, the B word and the N word on the house. And uh, I don't think my daughter even knew that. Uh, I cleaned it off and called the police and South uh, Fulton police. They have, I'm sure, all the records of all the things that happened. And all of the neighbors, uh, I notified all the neighbors to look out and to watch out. And it was just, it was so crazy. I mean, it was just so crazy. We'd have people would show up and, and park car. There was a guy parked for probably eight hours out in front of the, the house. Uh, you know, it was just, and we'd call the police and Hearsay. Yeah. Hearsay. Now, uh, at the time that you uh, lived there with Ms. Willison, um, I guess even when you remained, so during the time period of 2019 to uh, the end of uh, 2020, uh, are you aware um, if Ms. Willis uh, was dating someone? Yeah, she she did. She had she had a boyfriend when I first got there. Eight boyfriends. And uh, did you meet oh, uh, her boy. boyfriend? Yeah, I met him often. Okay, and can did you know him by any specific uh, specific nickname? Yeah, Deuce. Okay, and okay. <laughs> can you tell the court um, why you were living there? Um, how often would you see him? Sometimes every day. Sometimes you know every other day. He uh, uh, was a disc jockey or something, and he had all this paraphernalia that. that I'd have to move out. It was a you know a thing with the keyboard. I mean, uh, things that play music and so forth. And so, on, so now, when you moved in uh, in 2019, and then throughout the years uh, in uh, your 2020, 2021, had you ever um, met someone named Nathan Wade? I did not meet Nathan Wade until 2023, about a year ago, when a reporter by the name of Isakoff interviewed me i met him that was the first time i had met him you said that was in 2023 2023 right and i know you said you hadn't met him uh until uh 2023 but when you were living at um miss willis's house in fulton county uh did you ever meet mr wade in uh the year 2019 absolutely not how about in the year 2020? Absolutely not. Do you ever see Mr. Wade at Miss uh, Willis's uh, Fulton County House in the year two, uh, 2021? Never. And is it your testimony <coughs> that the only time or the first time uh, that you met Mr. Wade was in uh, 2023? Let me say something. Mr. Wade said that he remembers seeing me, and I do remember some banter. I, I'm a member of Kappa Alpha Psi fraternity, and oh, yeah, there's yeah, kind yeah, of this yeah. thing that goes on yeah. between and Mr. Wade is a member of Alpha Phi Alpha. Yeah. They, you know, so they, yeah, I know. do remember there was some kind of banter you know when what? my I do remember, daughter Eli. was I do, sworn I do in now. to be district attorney between me and a couple of guys. And he said he remembers me. I don't remember him. I do, I do remember now, Eli. Yeah, I do remember. I remember that. Uh, that experience that you're talking about, uh, <laughs> as well as, uh, I guess, your official meeting in 2023, had you ever even heard his name? No, never. I don't think I have any further questions, Your Honor. Ms. Merchant. Yes. All right, Ms. Merchant, let's go, girl.
Let's go, girl. Get it. Fine. How are you, Council? I love. Good, I love Miss Merchant. She's going to be famous. Um, on Monday, we heard you were in California. Do you have a place in California? <laughs> What's so funny? People always ask me about where do I live. I guess I'm. I live right here, at, sitting in this seat right now. But yes, the answer is oh. I have place in Los Angeles. Just as dumb okay, as his did. daughter. All right. Uh, so do you share time or split time no, between Los Angeles and Georgia? Actually, I'm working on a documentary film, and I'm supposed to be being filmed not for this trial, but I'm supposed to be being filmed right now. It was planned, and we had to stop it because they asked me to come here. But uh, <laughs> the, the answer is I'm working on a He's documentary, an and um, I'll be in California until I finish the documentary if we don't have another actor strike and we don't have another writer oh, strike. shut up and answer the so question. Do you, you own property in California? No, I don't. I live with a, a friend of mine. You live with a friend of yours, okay. Yeah. And when did you first move? Um, well, let me let me qualify with the dates. Did you spend any time in 2019 in California? No, and the reason I didn't is that when I first came here, the answer is no, I did not. What happened was COVID. Once COVID, oh, COVID. hit, yeah, once um, it hit, that uh, oh, I mean, on. I was just paralyzed. I couldn't go any place. Oh. I couldn't go anything. I mean, I'm a theater buff. I used to go to theater at least once a week, but when COVID hit, I just couldn't I couldn't go to the dentist which I need to do or you know I just uh, it was just a thing so I was just stuck I was just stuck well, there I may be wrong but I believe COVID hit in 2020 so I was asking about 2019 in 2019 did you spend any time in California before COVID was even here in the United States remember I lived in South Africa and I've traveled the world I knew COVID was coming oh, before. He I knew. knew COVID was around COVID was before. Coming, Eli, before. They may have came. announced it in, in 20, but in fact, <laughs> I knew about it and I knew what was happening uh, in 19. Okay, so so let's let's walk through 2019 then. You said you moved here in September. So No, I didn't say that. I moved here probably prior to September. In September is when I got the driver's license. I probably moved in the springtime. I'm sorry, you did. You said spring-summer. I see that in my notes. Um, so spring-summer 2019 is when you moved here. So up until spring-summer 2019, where did you live? I lived in Johannesburg. Well, I lived in Washington, D.C., 2018. I, Does anybody have a problem ever telling anybody where they lived? Eli, where'd you live in 2019? 2019, I was on uh, Myrtle Street here in Claremont. Where do you live? Where'd you live in 2013? Uh, Lebanon, New Hampshire. Wow, isn't that fascinating? People just know where they live. Well, let me just, I, live is a strong term. I'm living in this chair right now. Unfortunately, because of political reasons, I could not stay in South Africa. And I was forced, in a sense, to come back to the United States. Okay. So let's just focus in on the period from, let's see, let's, let's just start with October 2019, okay? We'll call that the relevant period. October 2019 until the end of 2019. Were you in Georgia every single day of that year? Absolutely. Okay. So now let's move to 2020, okay? And every single day, before I move on, every single day in 2019, you slept at your daughter's house, correct? That's correct. Okay. So let's start in 2020. All right, so 2020, the entire year, did you travel anywhere? No. You didn't travel at all that year? No, no. Eli, that's so, a trick question. And I didn't question. go to the movies, Where which did you upset live? me That's also. a trick question. 
Um, so that entire year, 2020, you remained here in Georgia. Right. In 2021, did you do any traveling? All right. So this is basically just like, you know, basic questions, setting them up, setting foundation. So we're going to come back to this in a little while. Uh, it's not really that riveting. He's as dumb as his daughter. Now I can see that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So we're going to come back to that because I've got to go and I've got to show you some of the highlights from yesterday. I have, I wish that Fanny Willis was actually on stand again, Eli, this morning, because that was, I was ready with popcorn and everything else. I mean, uh, but anyway, I want to take you to some of the, the clips from yesterday. So let's go now. Uh, This first clip is uh, the clip where she got all upset, Eli, and where the judge had to call a five-minute recess because of her uh, outburst about, I'm not on trial here. Y'all over there on trial trying to steal an election, okay? You're not going to put me on trial. Well, not yet, you frumpy little pig, you, but we will. We will soon. So your office objected to us getting um, Delta records for flights that you may have taken when Mr. Wade. Well, no, 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 look. I object to you getting records. You've been intrusive into people's personal lives. You're confused. You think I'm on trial. These people are on trial for trying to steal an election in 2020. I'm not on trial, no matter how hard you try to put me on trial. Well, not yet, sweetie, but you will be soon. After that, she lifted up clipboards and hit the microphone, and she said, you lied on me here, you lied on me there, you lied on me here. But you know my favorite part about the entire uh, day was? Was when she admitted to stealing campaign funds and taking piles of cash home. That was the greatest right there when she absolutely came out of her mouth and said, I took money from the campaign and had, had it at home. My whole life, when I took out a large amount of money on my first campaign, I kept some of the cash of that. Ooh, like, say that again? To tell you, I just have cash in my house. I don't have as much today. My whole life, when I took out a large amount of money on my first campaign, I kept some of the cash of that. Like When I took out a large amount of money... When I had, Eli, when I had took about a, bunch, a, a large amount of money out my first campaign, I had kept uh, a lot of cash of that. Why? Why did you take money out of your campaign and why did you keep money from your campaign? Hmm. Isn't that something? My daddy, my daddy would be mad at me because he said I'd need at least six months, six months of money at my home, but I don't have that, so he mad at me. But I don't know, I probably got a little bit more than that about right now, but maybe not as much as I once had. But I ain't got a lot of money. I don't understand. Those are the kind of explanations that we got yesterday. Now, after you see this clip of Nathan Wade, you will understand that Nathan Wade's law attorney, his practice, his law practice, uh, needs to be removed. He need that needs to be he needs to be disbarred. Okay, he should not be able to practice law. His law uh, office should shut down, and he should be jailed. After you see this interaction from yesterday, roll this one. Now, I apologize for some of you who have already seen this, um, but there's a lot who have not seen this, okay? Let's roll this one here. Period of separation, which included up to May the 30th of 2023. Isn't that correct, sir? The, the, my answer to this interrogatory is none, is no. So you're saying that you did not have sexual relationships with anyone uh, outside of your marriage, and the period of separation is during the period then you're answering the question to this interrogatory, correct, sir? I'm saying during the course of my marriage, I did not have sexual relations to anyone, and this answers no. 
Well, again, Your Honor, I, I understand. To, you can proceed, Mr. Gill. I need to. We need a yes or no. <clears throat> Let's just get down to it. Did you or did you not, by May the 30th, <clears throat> 2023, have had sexual relations with Miss Willis? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Now, <clears throat> what you did is you answered no to that question, <clears throat> didn't you? Or none, correct? Uh -oh. I didn't answer no to the question you just asked. I answered no to the interrogatory question. And the interrogatory stands uh, that you answered as a pleading in a in a, uh, in a in a civil proceeding, your divorce case, right? Yes. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> excuse me. The next interrogatory. Let's move there. That interrogatory states as follows: Identify any and all occasions in which you entertain a member of the opposite sex, other than your spouse, who is not related to you by blood or marriage. Um, you see that? I do. He's showing him where he lied on the form. Two parts to this. The second part is, I read on, or in which a member of the opposite sex, other than your spouse, not related to you, by blood or marriage, entertained you. And then it goes on to say, including but not limited to dining, drinking, <clears throat> in restaurants, bars, pubs, hotels. You see that, correct? I do. Now, as of... May the 30th, 2023, when you filed this interrogatory, you had, in fact, entertained Ms. Willis on many occasions, had you not? Again, during the course of the marriage, the marriage was irretrievably broken in 2015. Well, the answer is still no. Let's read what the interrogatory says about the time period required to answer the interrogatory. Because what it says is... Uh, it goes on to say, including you, including but not uh, limited to dining and or drinking at any restaurants, bars, pubs, hotels, or persons' homes from the date of marriage to the present. You understand what the word present means? I do. And present means the filing on May the 30th, 2023. Isn't that right? It is. So as of May the, tw the 30th, 2023, you have done a lot, or you had done a lot of entertaining of Miss Willis, had you not? I had done some, yes. And in fact, under your testimony, uh, you would have said that she had also entertained you. Isn't that correct? Yes. And so your answer to this interrogatory is false, is it not, sir? No, it's not false. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> hate to dance around the. You know, you, 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 the answer is yes. You did entertain Miss Willis, correct? Right? Yes. yes. <laughs> she's not. She's not uh, your spouse at that time or any time, correct? That's correct. She's not related to you by blood or marriage, correct? That's correct. But you entertained her, right? Yes. And during the course from your marriage the period of time up to the press so the answer would have been yes i did entertain somebody correct during the course of the marriage no mr wade uh, mr gillen i think we've, we've made a point i think it speaks for itself and we can save that for, for argument see now that's what i liked about the judge the judge is like it speaks for itself we can save that for argument basically he's saying we've already established that the guy lied we already we already established that he's a liar let's save it for arguments later because we're putting that into the record. And the judge said that many times. I understand, counsel. It's in the record. It's going in the record. We'll save that for arguments. I, I love the fact that we got to see everything that we got to see. Now, 
Some people are arguing about the backwards dress thing. Okay. I'm going to do something for you here. Okay. Give me a second. I'm going to do some close-ups for you. Okay. All right. Can you tell me which woman's dress has the zippers in the front like this? By the way, nice lapel pin there. I've I, usually, and, and, and I could be wrong, I'm not a woman, but usually, ladies and gentlemen, zippers like this are in the back of a woman's dress, right? Now, let's go up here and let's look at the dress. Let's actually look at the dress here. Pull it up. So there's a line here. There's a line here, but this is a zipper line. This looks to me like a, I mean, I could be wrong here, but this looks like a design of the thing. And either way, this isn't the big deal, but it looks to me like it's backwards. (laughs) Again, I'm just saying, not the biggest deal, not the biggest deal in the world, uh, but I just wanted to say it looked like that to me. Um, let's, uh, let's play this video, this next video of Nathan Wade, since we're standing on Nathan Wade, by the way, so the court caught him perjuring himself. The court caught him clearly lying. Make sure you guys share the video and like it if you haven't. What about this odd interaction when they asked him if he'd ever been to a cabin with Fannie Willis? Did you go to a cabin with Miss Willis ever? Ever. Ever. (laughs) Ever? In the history of ever? I gotta think about that one. Did you? (laughs) So my question is, Eli, they asked him, have you ever been to a cabin with Miss Willis. And he did a, gl- he did a glitch in McConnell. He goes, ever? Hmm. He, pro- he probably didn't understand the question because they didn't say ever. <laughs> Forever, ever. Right? Well, lady, I-, I think I know what he was thinking about there, Eli. I-, I honestly believe that I have footage of what he was really thinking about when he was asked that question. Ready? All right, Did you it. go to a cabin with Miss Willis Ever. 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 There's not a lot of people that are happy. Oh, why are there's more news to be talking about? Look, here's the deal, folks. This is huge news because this means that this Rico case is done on merit alone. You cannot put a DA 
and a lead prosecutor and in front of a case, in any case, let alone a high-profile case like this, and have them have any kind of um, judicial value. They have none. They, they, they can't be trusted. They lied on affidavits. They lied on statements. They lied in court. Every single time they've said something about this, they lied. So this is going to be bad for them, and this is going to be great for Donald Trump. And wait until you hear what Donald Trump did to Jack Smith. Uh, You'll understand the game that he's playing with these losers. Now, I love the Internet because the Internet remembers. And there was a time when Fannie Willis was running for this position, right, that she said yesterday that she prayed about so long. Well, she said that the era of men having these positions and sleeping with the women in their office basically are over. It's time for frumpy Fannie Willis to take over. Because they deserve a DA that won't have sex with his employees. Because they deserve a DA that won't put money in their own pocket when it should go to benefit children. Because we deserve better. Because they... I'm sorry. I, uh, I don't think I heard that correctly because it sounds like everything that she just said, she was on trial for yesterday. Let's... let's Let's hear that again. Maybe we heard that wrong, Eli. Because they deserve a DA that won't have sex with his employees. Because they deserve a DA that won't put money in their own pocket when it should go to benefit children. Well, Fanny, you had sex with your employees. You had sex with the people you worked with. You pocketed money and you admitted to taking money out of your own campaign and pocketing it. Now we're going to take this time to go back to the courthouse, ladies and gentlemen, to hear frumpy Fannie Willis's father um, continue with his testimony that he is giving. Do we have that? Okay. All right. Here is frumpy Fannie Willis's father uh, lying on the stand just like she does. Roll it. For that, I've always kept cash, you know, and I've told my daughter, you keep six months worth of cash. Always. Always. For example, I had three safes in my house. Who can do uh, that? I put some of my clients' stuff there, too. Uh, things I didn't want other lawyers to be. I mean, because you're always in a firm, and I knew that there was... By the way, can anybody in here keep six months of cash in their house? Six months of bills? I could never do that. So these people are elitists. And as a matter of fact, I gave my daughter uh, her first cash box and told her, always keep some cash. So is that a yes? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's all I got, Judge. Mr. Durham. No questions. Mr. McDougald. No questions, Thank you. Mr. Rice. No questions, Your Honor. Mr. Gillen. It's still morning. Good morning, sir. <laughs> Good morning, Counsel. How are you? Just fine. Just a few questions following up. Uh, when... Uh, you were talking about when you learned about uh, Mr. Wade and, and your daughter, correct? Correct. Now, did, did your daughter tell you in around October of 2022 that she had gone on a Caribbean cruise with Mr. Wade to uh, the uh, Bahamas? The answer is I knew that my daughter had gone, but I did not know who she went with or what the circumstances were. So I knew that she had gone out of town, but I didn't know with whom? I see. And did she tell you uh, in November of 2022 that she had gone to Aruba uh, and stayed at a uh, the Hyatt Regency resort there in Aruba for three <coughs> days 
with Mr. Wade. Did she tell you the, that? The, the answer was, again, I knew she went out of town. I didn't even know where she went. I knew she was going out of town. She told me she was going out of town. I think she might have said she was going out of the country or something. She'd be gone. But other than that, that was all. Okay. And did she tell you uh, in March of, of uh, 2023 that she was going to Belize for several days with Mr. Wade? Uh, the uh, same answer that uh, I knew she she would tell me she was going out of town uh, and uh, she may or may not have told me where she was going, but she'd be gone for a couple of days. OK, now in 2023, you were uh, you were uh, in many days you would be out in California, correct? Some days I'd be in California, correct. OK, well, did she tell you uh, in May of 2023 that she was traveling to the, to Napa Valley? With Mr. Wade, so maybe y'all could see each other when she visited California with Mr. Wade. Uh, the answer is no. And so the first time that you ever met Mr. Wade or learned about Mr. Wade, uh, to your recollection, was in 2023. That's correct. Uh, that's all I have, Your Honor. Thank you, Mr. Kajuraf. On Zoom. Yes, Your Honor. Just a couple quick questions. Good morning, sir. I know I can't see you. I can't see you either, but we, we uh, take a moment. We can, good morning, counsel. We take a moment. Uh, let's just pause, see if we can change the screens to show Mr. Kuchera. Sorry. Your Honor, I'm on, a, uh, I'm on a phone, so it's kind of difficult. Can you turn your screen on, though? I'm trying to. All right, ladies and gentlemen, while, while these guys learn how to use Zoom, we will come back uh, to frumpy Fannie Willis's father, who's clearly, um, clearly her father. The apple does not fall far from the tree on that one. Now, something a little bit more pressing I want to get to here, and that is what we learned about the Georgia Bar Association. We now know how deep the corruption goes in these states and others because the Georgia Bar Association has is fully compromised, folks. It's now interfering and advising witnesses not to answer questions about Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade when they're on the stand. Think about that. When you've got the Bar Association, the same people that tried to get Rudy Giuliani's license taken away and took other Trump lawyers' licenses away in certain states, the Bar Association is the one who decides that. The Bar Association is as corrupt as Brad Rappensberger, Fannie Willis, Brian Kemp, Gabriel Sterling, and Nathan Wade all wrapped up in one. Let me read this for you. The advice comes amid an ongoing scandal that threatens to derail a significant election interference case involving President Donald Trump. Fulton County Judge Scott McAfee is set to review evidence regarding accusations that Willis engaged in an improper relationship with Wade that started already. These allegations have intensified, uh, especially since the fact that uh, she's overseeing the RICO case. That means people have really dug into deeper than they would and faster than they would into Fannie Willis's private affairs because of what she has taken on for a task. Big shout out to all the donors in the chat. We thank you so very much. Okay. During the proceedings, a witness by the name of Robin Yerty, which we saw yesterday, who worked with Fannie Willis, testified that she knew that Wade and Willis were involved in this 
relationship a long time ago. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to bring on this video that exposes the Bar Association and their interference in this case. Can we go ahead and play this? Uh, this is this is phenomenal. That might have just been a still. Oh, hold on. Oh. Where's that coming from? Yeah, we definitely. Okay. All right, we got it now. Roll it. Refer to what I was told by the bar that Rule 1.6 of confidentiality applies, and that I would be asking for an immediate review of the Supreme Court. Sure, but applies to what? Any communications is what the person at the bar told us. Any communications? He, like he, did, he did not qualify. If you talk to Mr. Wade, that's covered. Well, Judge, I, I don't know. Um, he didn't go into those specifics, um, but this is what was told. I was sitting there uh, with my attorneys. Refer to so he said something about one six classified. Well, I can tell you what that means, ladies and gentlemen. I'll pull this right up here and read this for you. Rule one six confidentiality of information client lawyer relationship states that a lawyer shall not reveal information relating to the representation of a client unless the client gives informed consent. The disclosure is implied uh, authorized in order to carry out the representation or disclosure uh, is permitted. Bradley cited this rule as the reason for not answering questions. Now, this Bradley guy is the same guy that they were supposed to put on this morning before Fannie Willis's father and after Frumpy Fannie if she was to come back to court. But he miraculously had a, dent- a doctor's appointment today. Isn't that weird, Eli? He had a doctor's appointment today. Couldn't make it there. So the judge actually took a recess until he could make it back there. But he cited that rule and believed that it applied to all communications between Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade. The specifics of the advice given by the association were not disclosed, but it led Bradley to request an immediate review by the Supreme Court. The defense argued, that the bar's advice prevented them from questioning Bradley effectively. Ashley Merchant, who was the woman there that was absolutely tearing down Fannie Willis yesterday, expressed uncertainty about the Georgia Bar Association's awareness of Wade's filed affidavit, which she argued changed the privilege dynamics and that privilege shouldn't exist anymore at all. She claimed that Wade waived certain aspects of privilege by including information about the relationship in his affidavit. She argued that since Wade has already disclosed the relationship, she should be able to allow allowed to ask qualifying questions regarding it. These people are are not uh, smart, but they're not dumb. They know how to game the system. They know how to be corrupt and they know how to use their power to basically fit their narrative. So we'll see what that we'll see what happens. But it is a hundred percent clear that the bar association is getting involved the bar association is definitely getting involved we've got 5500 people watching right now i'd like to go to the rumble chat i'd like to see what the lfa family is saying on a friday afternoon hey lfa tv when are we going to be doing the live phone calls next friday it was supposed to be this friday but we didn't get it set up correctly in time that's my fault that one's on me next friday starting at 12 
uh, 40, we're going to do live chats for the rest for 20 minutes. Is she in trouble for not coming to court? Not today because she's still under privilege. I want to thank Arthur. I was in the courtroom, honored, uh, honored times. None of that nonsense, rambling monologues. Judge should, uh, would have given them two chances and then stepped in. I, you know what? I wouldn't have complained about that at all, my brother. That's what I wanted at first until I said, oh, let this garbage keep going. Um, Jeremy, I watched. Hold on. What was that again? Roll that back. Jeremy, I watched what I could handle of this garbage, but Jeremy, this is the best coverage of this show. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Fanny needs disbarred yesterday. Eli, who do we have for the, did you pick some people out for the Field of Greens winners? Hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to pull producer Eli up. He's got six winners for Field of Greens and he's going to read these winners now, which he picked randomly. Uncle Eli, what do we got? Uh, Thank you, Jeremy. Buzz, buzz, buzz. (laughs) We've got uh, Tammy Balsamo, 2146 Natspit. I like that. I like that name. Uh, True International Depression, one. Piglet, 1964. P. Cool, 1079. And Florida Girl, congratulations. Say those one more time uh, just for everybody in the chat. Listen up for your handle. Eli picked six random winners for Field of Greens. Listen for your handle and make sure you get us your address by uh, emailing um, contact at LFATV.us. That is contact at LFATV.us. And if that's if you forget that, then LFAProducer at gmail.com. Eli, what are the names again? We got Tammy Balsamo, 2146 Nat Spit, True International Pressure, Piglet, 1964, P. Cool, 1079, and Florida Girl. And ladies and gentlemen, not only are we going to start doing phone calls every week, but we're also going to give away things every Friday. So every Friday from here on out, phone calls and giveaways of things in our store. What's up, Eli? He said rigged election. (laughs) Maybe you'll come back tomorrow. There'll be some other winners after we count some other votes. How about that? Anyway, congratulations to all the winners. Eli truly did pick them um, randomly. We hope, anyway, right, Eli? He was. He, who were you paid off by, Eli? Who paid you off for those? Sure, now, sure, the pressure. All right. Let's come back here, okay, folks. What we're gonna do right now? Somebody said, "Dem riggers." <laughs> Truly incredible. Okay, we're going to go to our uh, second sponsor of the day, folks, and that is the people over at Cozy Earth. For your sheet set, your bedding, your bath, your women and men's loungewear, you can bundle and save. You can even do gift cards right here as well, ladies and gentlemen, and with the promo code LFA. Luxurious uh, items, luxurious loungewear and sleepwear items made from the, uh, uh, the bamboo which is, gives you the most incredible, incredible clothing I have ever touched in my life. With your promo code LFA, it actually gets into a price range that's not so incredibly high. And for people who can't even keep six hours, let alone six months of, uh, 
of cash on hand. Uh, if you're looking for a nice, luxurious item for your husband or your wife for a special day, anniversary, Christmas, or birthday, nothing is going to tell them that you love them more than this 100 wash guarantee thing that they that right here from Cozy Earth. And that is stuff made from actual bamboo. Check it out today, ladies and gentlemen. Fall in love today with your Cozy Earth products at CozyEarth.com. Promo code LFA. And while you're at it, Put some of that OFP Farm soap on that body. You're going to want to lather yourself up with the most luxurious soap there is in the world and at a price point that you can definitely, definitely afford. That is OFPFarms.com because you get 15% off using the promo code LFA15 at checkout, ladies and gentlemen. Let's refresh here. Let's give a nice refresh look on the website here. And you can still get your Margaret the Goat, ladies and gentlemen, but check this out. Rosemary and tea tree goat milk and tallow shampoo bar. What comes better than that? Back in stock, ladies and gentlemen. Get yours today along with all the other great products and your deodorants back on OFPFarms.com using the promo code LFA15 today. Now, I told you we'd get to Jack Smith. We're getting to Jack Smith. And Eli, we're almost at 6000 on a Friday. That's the Lord working in mysterious ways. Make sure you share. Make sure you rumble. Jack Smith is getting his butt handed to him by Donald J. Trump to start the second hour. Here we go. Jack Smith has responded to Donald Trump's Supreme Court request to pause immunity ruling in the January 6th case. So Donald Trump got the ruling from the three-panel judge us of appellate court in D.C. that he does not have absolute immunity. However, what nobody's been reporting on is that these judges in this appeals uh, court ruling left back doors for Donald Trump to be able to fight this ruling and fight it now and or later. So what Donald Trump did is he immediately by the deadline, appealed to the Supreme Court to get involved in this absolute immunity case. Once they did that, once Donald Trump's lawyers did that, that prompted the Supreme Court, Justice John Roberts, to reach out to Jack Smith's team and say, now you have until a certain date to respond to this um, appeal to step in. Jack Smith appealed, did a whole bunch of work, sent lawyers, all this paperwork, a 400-page filing, do anything we can to not let the Supreme Court get involved. We want to handle this at a lower level because we want more control over it. So he went and did all of that. Then the Supreme Court, Eli, gave Donald Trump an opportunity to respond in any kind of a filing to Jack Smith's appeal. Guess what Donald Trump's team did in response? Hit me. Withdrew their request for the Supreme Court of the United States to get involved. Now, some of you might sit there and go, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not good news. That's not good news. Why would Donald Trump do that? Why would Donald Trump withdraw his request and not let the Supreme Court get in? And this is chess, not checkers, folks. This is so funny why he did this. Donald Trump 
is doing one of two things. Or he's doing, actually, he's doing many things. He is fighting the deep state with everything he's got, not giving up, not capitulating, and not bending the knee. That's for sure. Everybody knows that. He's not going to cop out to anything. He's not going to be beaten. But he's also playing the long game. And Donald Trump knows how long the court system takes. He knows the red tape. He understands scheduling. And what he's doing with Jack Smith right now is sitting there with a laser pointer and he's playing Jack Smith. He's running this man ragged. He's making him make mistakes. He's getting him upset. He's making him file things. So Donald Trump has now opted out, ladies and gentlemen, from the Supreme Court making this final decision and for very good reasons. Watch this. Number one, Donald Trump wants Jack Smith to know I'm not relying on the end-all, be-all Supreme Court, at least not right now, to step in. If I have to later, I will. But this is going to be more of a one-on-one thing, and I'm going to beat you down right here in the lower courts, regardless of that stupid ruling, because I've got backdoor opens in that ruling that I'm going to exhaust now. So what that means is that there are three civil cases against Donald Trump as well. These three civil cases against him for January 6th have co-married in with the criminal charges that Jack Smith is, has filed against Donald Trump. These three criminal cases hinge on how far and what rulings come out of the January 6th case. Right now, Donald Trump has been playing so much games with him, Judge Tanya Chitkin has the entire trial on hold. The trial hasn't even started yet and doesn't even have a date to start yet. So now Donald Trump has got discovery that he has time as a defendant that he's entitled to to fight each and every one of these three civil cases, which Judge Tanya Chitkin in this three judge rule uh, or three panel judge uh, court ruling said that while Judge Tanya Chitkin has this paused facing the challenge to immunity, which Donald Trump just pulled back. Because he said, I'll pull that back for now, because since this is paused, I have to catch up with these cases to this January 6th case now, and I've got to do discovery in each one of these cases now. Oy vey, there's so much I've got to do. Sorry, guys, I'm going to use my amendments and my rights as a defendant, and I'm going to go and I'm going to handle these cases right now. And then once we get back to this here, we'll decide when there's going to be a trial date. And at that point, if I feel like it, then I'll, then I'll appeal to the Supreme Court. So what Donald Trump is doing right now, folks, is he's playing the long game with these people, and they can't do anything about it. And he's beating the brakes off of them. And while he's doing it, he's getting them so incredibly angry that they're acting out, they're overreacting to things, And they're putting dresses on backwards, snorting coke, and running out of their office like frumpy little pigs that they are, and lighting themselves on fire on their own um, witness stands. It's incredible to watch. They're not going to stop him. And I said, these are all falling like dominoes. Jack Smith, you are next. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. What does the LFA family think about that? What do you think about how Donald Trump plays the system that these people claim to rule. It's pretty, pretty incredible. Let's see what the people have to say. Crying, they are just paying you back. Crying, at least you're not 
on nude beach like St. Martin. Yikes. I'm not sure what that conversation is all about. Pursuit of Happiness says Trump is forcing them to do dumb stuff. Well, hey, that is the way to do it, right? If these people are so gung-ho about being corrupt and breaking the law, well, sooner or later, they'll expose themselves. We'll be checkmate for Trump. He is the GOAT. It's genius. This is great. Good move. Can't beat Trump. Trump is a badass. Trump is playing 5D chess, the king of hearts. Trump is the GOAT. Trump playing them like a cat with a mouse. Trump's such a smart man. They got trumped again. Love it. All these stupid people are mental. <laughs> uh, what's that? Somebody said he's, he's stalling because he's afraid he might lose, says Trent Krim. Well, he probably would lose in D.C., but it's not about stalling. And if it is about stalling, it's about stalling for the right reasons. He has every right to do it. And he can, he's going to go right into the election. He's going to win. And then all these um, fake uh, investigations are absolutely over. Absolutely over. Trump plays him like a fiddle. Big Daddy T is schooling these criminals. Amen. Amen. Gotta love it. All right, moving on, folks. We got a lot of news to get to still today. Special Counsel Robert Herr. Now, he is the special counsel for the Department of Justice who came out recently and said that Joe Biden would be guilty of being in possession of classified material, you know, being a vice president and not a president. However, he can't be because he's too far gone mentally. Well, now, Special, Robert, Special Counsel Robert Herr will publicly testify about Biden's stolen classified document probe as damaging leaks reveal Biden lied about the interview. Check this out. A source with direct knowledge said that Robert Herr will testify on March 12th in public hearings on his findings following months of investigating resident Biden's improper handling of classified records. Joe Biden lied about Robert Herr raising the issue about his dead son, Bo, according to a damaging leak to NBC. And last week, Special Robert Herr put out his 345-page report, and it wasn't good. It got the entire mainstream media to melt down and say that it was gratuitous and that it shouldn't have happened and that Robert Herr was out of line. Robert Herr found that Biden willfully retained classified information. Eli, I'm asking you a question. If you don't have classified clearance and the Department of Justice does an investigation and they find in a 345-page report that you, Eli Ellis, who did not have classified clearance, willfully retained classified information as a person with common sense and not a lawyer, what does willfully retained mean? Uh, allowed to have, uh, I'm assuming. Willfully. A person willfully retained. What's that again? Intentionally held on. Intentionally and willfully held on to when they were not legal to do so. Boom. End of story. So he should be charged, especially if Donald Trump was being charged, right? Well, they decided not to charge him. And they said the reason why they told him or they said that they can't charge him 
is because they're being, the jury would see him as a sympathetic, well-meaning, elderly man with a poor memory. In other words, dementia. Dementia. And the jury would say, well, he didn't know he was allowed to have them. Joe Biden is saying, I didn't know what I had because the office staff took them. Eli, you, you have an accountant, right? Do you know that if your accountant screws up on your taxes, it's not the accountant's fault. You are responsible for your taxes, period. If you have an accountant who screws your taxes up and hides money, you are going to jail for it, not your accountant. Ignorance is not innocence, ladies and gentlemen. And that should be the same as here because it would be that way for you. It would be that way for myself. Joe Biden went out and attacked Robert Hur's report, which spawned a ton of mainstream media backlash. Well, Biden's own DOJ, after Biden came out from, to the bully pulpit, fumbled and mumbled and said, I remember, snap my number. And the mainstream media translated that as gratuitous and how dare they. So Biden's own DOJ then came out and defended special counsel Robert Hur's report on Joe Biden's memory, saying it was, quote, consistent with legal requirement, not in any way gratuitous. That's a, that is a, um, that sounds like Merrick Garland trying to keep his job. That's what that sounds like. DOJ defends special counsel on Biden memory, saying this was, the report was consistent with legal requirement, not gratuitous. Having carefully considered your arguments, the DOJ, or the department concludes that the report, as submitted to the Attorney General, and its release are consistent with legal requirements and department policy, the letter, which was sent to the White House counsel, Ed Siskel, and personal counsel to Joe Biden, Bob Bauer, said. Weinsheimer noted that the fallout surrounded the release of, of hers report on the president's memory was not gratuitous or unduly pre, uh, prejudicial. The identified language is neither gratuitous nor unduly prejudicial because it is not offered to criticize or demean the president, the letter noted. Rather, it is offered to explain special counsel hers conclusion about the president's state of mind in possessing and retaining classified information. Long story short, he's guilty and the department doesn't want to look like they're being biased and protecting him. So they're trying to save face, but the man should be charged with crimes and he should be going to jail, period. Donald Trump should not because he was a president who has presidential immunity under a little thing called the PRA, the Presidential Records Act. Joe Biden was a vice president who does not have those powers and would never have those powers unless the president that was... um, above him, somehow died or couldn't handle office anymore, and then he would be sworn in. And once he's then sworn into that, then he has that power. Now, you want to see how the Department of Justice 
is trying to convict Joe Biden without convicting or prosecuting Joe Biden, watch the sleight of hand trickery that you may not hear on other networks, only with um, podcast reporters. An FBI informant has been charged by the DOJ for allegedly making up, Eli, the Biden Burisma bribery claim. So now they're saying it wasn't Joe Biden. It was this guy who made up the Biden Burisma bribery claim. That was never true. This guy did it. He said it. So we're going to charge him, but they're going to shield Biden. Watch how this works. I'll show you. I'll bring it all. I'll bring it all full circle. Are you ready? Special counsel David Weiss on Thursday charged FBI informant who alleged that resident Joe Biden and his first son were involved in a $10 million bribery scheme with providing false information to the Bureau. Alexander Smirnov, 43 years old, was indicted by a California grand jury on two felony accounts of making false statement and creating a false and fictitious record for statements that he made to the FBI Referenced in a June 2022 FD 1023 form that House Republicans have used as evidence in Joe Biden's impeachment inquiry. The indictment alleges that Smirnoff lied to his FBI handler about meetings that he had with a Burisma official while Joe Biden was vice president, during which Smirnoff claims the official told him the energy company hired Hunter Biden to protect us through his dad, from all kinds of problems. Here's the problem with charging this guy with lying. It is in emails. They have the emails. You can't charge this guy with lying when we know about the emails and we know about the back and forth and we have the video proof about Victor Shokin and Burisma and putting Hunter Biden on the, on the stand. So now they're charging this FBI agent with lying that that never happened, that nobody ever told him that. So they're saying that the entire impeachment investigation that the House of Representatives is doing is based on testimony of an FBI informant who was lying. For who? For who? Lying for who? That's my question. And here's where it comes full circle. Prison Mike, a.k.a. little Jamie Raskin, Democrat from Maryland is now calling on the House of Representatives to end their impeachment inquiry into Biden following the indictment of the FBI informant at the center of the conference's allegations that the president accepted a bribe. So let's come full circle. We have all the evidence from the testimony that proves that the testimony was real. So they're saying it's like what they're saying is it's the equivalent of this. The police got a search warrant to search your home based on testimony that they got and they were looking for stolen guns. But while they were in the house, they didn't find the stolen guns right away. They found drugs and money. They found the drugs and the money. They then investigated where the drugs and the money came from. And then they found that there was the stolen guns connected to the drugs and the money. 
What these guys are arguing is if a cop comes into your house with a warrant to look for stolen guns, but they find drugs instead, that they can't charge you right then and there. They have to go get a separate warrant just for the drugs to come in and charge you for the drugs. That nothing after a certain point was legal. So even though you found the bank records, even though you found the red flags from the banks, even though you found the emails, even though you found the correspondence, you didn't find them 100% legally. So now, because of that, which this is what the DOJ is saying, I mean, this is what the representative Jamie Raskin is saying, because of that, you must cancel all the investigation. Stop it all now, even though we know that they lied, even though we know they were bribed, even though they know they took bribes, even though there was part of blackmail and everything else, even though CCP money came in, laundering money, all of that. Got to ignore all that. Because Jamie Raskin is asking the House of Representatives, or demanding, I should say, the House of Representatives to end the impeachment now because this guy was charged. See what they're doing? They are shielding Joe Biden without protecting Joe Biden. They're shielding him from taking persecution and prosecution and spending the rest of his natural-born milk-bag life in Gitmo. But at the same time, they're doing just enough to say, we got to get this guy out of here. Which brings me to the next story. There's massive panic within the liberals of the political left to replace Joe Biden immediately. The liberal journal Atlantic is calling for it. The New York Times is calling for it. The Washington Post is calling for it. The Young Turks are calling for it. All of these major left-wing outlets are starting to hit the panic button and say, hey, look, it's not going to work. And the Atlantic is just the latest liberal journal that says that Democrats need to replace Joe Biden ASAP. People on the left swing back and forth between defending Biden and saying that he needs to step down. At At the liberal journal, The Atlantic, they have made their position very clear. They want Democrats to replace Biden right now. It doesn't sound like they're very confident in his chances in November. Alec McGillis on Twitter put this. Biden is putting his self-regard ahead of the good of the country. As a result, both he and his party are badly undermining the most compelling rationale of the 2024 campaign which is the need to do everything possible to prevent Trump from returning. Why would we have to do everything possible to prevent Trump from returning? He was already a president for four years. We still have a country, Eli. It's not like Donald Trump destroyed the country before. So what need and urgency is there to stop him at all costs? I'll tell you two things. A binder which contains crossfire hurricane documents, which have information that tells you exactly how the CIA, NSA, FBI, DOJ, and DHS worked with the Democrat Party and the Uniparty rhinos to concoct a plan 
using foreign governments such as the UK, Italy, and others to stage an effective coup against a duly elected elected sitting president, which if you look in comparison to that of Watergate with Richard Nixon, Watergate is microscopic. Crossfire Hurricane is a mountain of epic proportion, like Mount Everest. That's the difference between the two, folks. That's what they're trying to stop. That is what we need to get the world to know. The world does not know that there is binder or series of binders containing the information that would take down the entire cabal, the entire deep state. The world doesn't know that. They think it doesn't exist. But if you're trying to make people aware that it does exist, the best argument to tell them is, remember when I told you that the Hunter Biden laptop was real? Yeah. Remember when you said it wasn't? Yeah. Remember when the New York Times and the Washington Post officially came out 60 days ago and said the contents of the laptop are real and valid and that they are Hunter Biden's? Yeah. Cool. Remember when I told you that the vaccine was not effective in stopping COVID? Yeah. Remember how I was right? Yeah. Okay. Then I'm telling you that there is a binder that exists or a series of them, which is what prompted the raid on Mar-a-Lago, which is why at all costs they must stop this man because he was already president for four years, so don't give me the end of the world crap. I've already proved that to be not true. He already willfully walked away from a government that he apparently tried to overthrow two weeks before he left, dumbass. I don't know how much more clear we have to get here. That's where we are. The panic is setting in because these people have no recourse left. They're done. Smoke them. Now, I have an eight-minute video to show you. Now, usually eight minutes is a long time. I may not play all eight minutes for you, but it is Ben Berkwam's newest video, and he has special thanks to Tim Foley on this one. Tim Foley, Ben Berkwam, exposing more on the borders. Shout-out to them. Shout-out to Real America's Voice News. Roll it. Camp right now, but this is truly shocking. Never seen him this brazen with it. Check this out. They actually have the camouflage clothes of the illegal aliens hanging up in the tree. So these are the illegals that don't want to get caught. These are the so-called runners. This camp that's partially funded by Pima County that is operated under the Universalist Unitarian Church out of Tucson, Arizona, is aiding and abetting cartel runners directly into Arizona. Hello? Hola? There's another little camper right up on top of the hill, a little lookout camper. Now, remember, Ben they went to another one up there. Got a last week. Tower on the property as well. He's finding these camps everywhere. Guys, this is a straight-up cartel camp. That's right. That's all this is. Masquerading as humanitarian. So the border is just a few miles over those mountains right down there. It's a straight shot up from where the wall ends to this location. 
there's multiple people in there right now. I hear them speaking Spanish. I've uh, yelled for them to come out and talk to me, but nobody's obviously coming out. They've Eli, obviously been, been told not to talk because we were here uh, last time and we actually got two of them to come out and admit that they were illegal, that everybody in here is illegal. They come from the wall. They've actually cut one of these, a perfect, perfect example. Look what they've done. So here you go, private property. This is a rancher's property. This is not the no more dust property, but all of these illegals, these runners, and they full camouflage, come right through here. All of these little trails, there's a thousand little trails that lead right to this location. And you can see, right we're here, almost at 6,000 folks. They've pulled down the wires. Almost there. To make it easier, you've got their carpet shoes that they put on the bottoms of their feet so you don't see their tracks. You've got their black water bottles. So I'm an illegal alien, full camo, cartel member, drug runner, illegal that's been previously deported, criminal, potential terrorist, whatever it may be. I'm following this track. They've got coordinates. They give out. No more desk gives out the coordinates. I come across all this private property, follow those trails, and I come here for support in my journey. And all these little trails just winding onto the property. They come up from here. They come up from there, over there all going straight onto the property. What's amazing here is there's no fences. There's no, no trespassing. So don't really know where this property begins or ends. Hello? Is there anyone from the organization? And all these trails just leading right onto it. Hello? Hola? Anyone? Anyone here? got the backpacks runners backpacks hello anybody here hola amigos Yo soy el reportero. Hola. Amigos. So a lot of people are saying, Jeremy, you showed this one before. No, 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 no. That was another one. That was another one. These are multiple camps that he keeps finding. And they'll, he'll hear him talking sometimes before he goes up to him. I think this is like the sixth camp that he's found. And he'll go up to him and he'll just start. But, but knowing that they're run by cartels, knowing that they're run by cartels, but at the same time, still going up to him like that, this one is in Arizona. The last one that I showed you was in Texas. The things that, that, that Ben is doing right now, oh, he is Bigfoot. He is. He is. Somebody asked me if he was armed. Yes. Uh, ben is uh, where Ben can be. He always is. We'll put it that way. 
Where Ben can be, he always is. James O'Keefe was at No Mas Muertes. Yeah, and had a guy stuck inside. And had a guy stuck inside. Ben Berkwam is a hero. I agree. He very much is a hero. Now, check this out. This is from Liberty Clarion. The uh, Reinforth report. And he's got this video of the Border Patrol trying to arrest him for trespassing on public land. On public land. And that's what they do now. We want to arrest you. We want to arrest you for trespassing. You're trespassing. You're trespassing. That's what they, but I'm not trespassing. Just like Hernando wasn't trespassing. But they don't care about the court system. If they can arrest you right then and there and get you out of there, they will. Check this out. I think that's as far out as I can go. So you got Border Patrol down here. Uh, they're... Uh, yes, sir. Uh, I'm going to have to leave the area. Okay. You cannot be out here. Okay, cool. You'll be arrested for trespassing. Okay, cool. So, uh... Okay, come on. Keep rolling. So, looks like they're, uh... Come on, sir. Oh, yeah, yeah. They said I could be out here. No, they cannot be out here. Uh, National Parks did. No, they cannot be out here. Oh, okay. So, uh, one Border Patrol agent said that I can't be out here. So, out of, uh, like, 20 that I've talked to so far. What's up, man? How are you? Cool. All right. Look, at here's hey. the Border Patrol saying hey to him. These guys are like, yeah, it's cool. So, Border Patrol's here. To a Rainforth report on Substack. Uh, yeah, everybody, Daryl. They're monetary. Hey, what's up, buddy? How are you? Cool. Um, so Border Patrol's walking by right now. They're uh, they're handling the situation. Literally camped out like 500 feet away from what this what's happening right here. Because uh, there's we're in the middle of nowhere right now. The nearest town is 35 miles away. So I just stock up on food and uh, and water, and then I just camp out in my jeep at the port of entry where it's safe. So. And, all right, guys, keep sending uh, stars over. Keep sharing. We're at uh, 1,000 shares. Big shout out to uh, Jeff Rainforth for that. Uh, You know what I love about this, Eli, is we have created so many courageous independent journalist networks now that there are there's Berkwam, there's hernando there's rainforth there's james o'keefe there's ryan mattas there's oscar blues there's anthony agueros we're down there giving the world the information and the video footage that the world would not see if just left up to the mainstream media i i am I have had it with this crap already. If you ask me, every single Border Patrol agent needs to be fired, arrested, we'll sort out who's good, and then they need to be thrown in prison for treason. It'd be really good if the good Border Patrol took over the bad Border Patrol and said, too bad, and sided with, uh, you know, Texas and and all that. That would really be good. But, ladies and gentlemen, when you're dealing with something that high up, you know, 
uh, it's going to take some very strong people to, to withstand the evil that they're uh, being uh, forced to commit, not even being forced or choosing to commit. I agree with Eli. Um, when Donald Trump comes back in, he needs to clean house. He needs to get rid of anybody who will not uphold the Constitution. And that means you get him in a room. Look, if I order you to disobey the Constitution, if I order you to go against your oath, will you do it or will you stand up against me? And if they say stand up against you, Donald Trump needs to keep them on. If they told Biden stand up against you, he'd fire them. That's the difference between a patriot and a coward. Jeremy, are we going to heal from all this corruption? If it's God's will. If it's God's will, we will. I'll just put it that way. I'll put it plain and simple. Now check this out. GOP Representative Mark Green says he will not seek re-election. We've already got diminishing numbers as it is. We've already got people running from the Republican Party, giving us the narrowest of margins. And now GOP Representative Mark Green said he will not re- seek re-election. You want to know why, though? Because after the leading impeachment of DHS Secretary Mayorkas, he says, I've come to realize our fight is not here within Washington. Our fight is with Washington. Homeland Security Chairman Mark Green, representative of Tennessee, announced that he will not be seeking his fourth election in Congress. This decision follows his prominent role in leading the impeachment efforts against Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Green released a powerful retirement statement criticizing the Washington elites and explaining his decision to retire from Congress. At the start of the 118th Congress, he said, I promised my constituents to pass legislation to secure our borders and to hold Secretary Mayorkas accountable. Today, the House, having passed H.R. 2 and Secretary Mayorkas impeached, it's time for me to return home. In the last few months, in reading the writings of our framers, I'm reminded of their intent for representatives to be citizen legislators, to serve for a reason and then return home. Our country and our Congress is broken beyond most means of repair. I have come to realize that our fight is not here within Washington, but our fight is with Washington. I agree with him on that one. As I have done my entire life, I will continue serving this country, but in a new capacity. I am grateful to my wife, Cammie, and my family for standing beside me for their ser- for my, uh, and for their service to our nation. During my time in the Army, they sacrificed dad and husband to multiple deployments, and as I've served here in Congress, they've supported me. I also want to thank the constituents of Tennessee's 7th District for the unbelievable honor to serve them in Congress, whose vote of confidence was not only evident in the wide margins in, in each election, but also without ever having a single primary opponent in my three elections. And I finally, I want to thank my staff whose unmatched hard work, dedication, and talent have resulted in our many victories and one of the lowest turnover rates in Congress. As chairman of the Committee on Homeland Security, Green was the driving force behind the Mayorkas impeachment push over border security, and now he's decided he's got other things to do. And as of today, 21 Republicans will not seek re-election. So we've got some work to do. Now, I don't fault Mr. Green at all. I think that he's done his job. 
I think that he's right. Our fight is not within D.C. It's us against D.C. And I pray that he will fight, continue to fight, against this um, evil power that has taken over our country. Now, there's an evil that the Biden administration is telling us exists that is posing an existential threat to this nation, but they wouldn't tell us what it was. When we asked them, should we as Americans feel safe or should we expect harm to come our way? Their answer, I can't tell you. That's ridiculous. John Kirby was then forced to come out last night and tell you a little bit more about it so that you could direct your anger to the right people. Russia, Russia, Russia. Not China. Not the invasion. Russia, Russia, Russia. Listen to this. Crap. And his subsequent post on social media about a national security threat has prompted a lot of questions. Why I am limited by how much I can share about the specific nature of the threat, I can confirm that it is related to an anti-satellite capability that Russia is developing. I want to be clear about a couple of things right off the bat. First, this is not an active capability that's been deployed. And though Russia's pursuit of this particular capability is troubling, there is no immediate threat to anyone's safety. We are not talking about a weapon that can be used to attack human beings or cause physical destruction here on Earth. That said, we've been closely monitoring this Russian activity, and we will continue to take it very seriously. President Biden has been kept fully informed and regularly informed by his national security team, including today. He has directed a series of initial actions, including additional briefings to congressional leaders, direct diplomatic engagement with Russia, with our allies and our partners as well, and with other countries around the world who have interests at stake. The intelligence community has serious concerns about a, about a broad declassification of this intelligence. They also assess that starting with private engagement rather than immediately publicizing the intelligence could be a much more effective approach. We agree with that, which is consistent, of course, with the manner in which we have conducted downgrades of information in the past. This administration has put a lot of focus on doing that in a strategic way. A del- well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Russia, Russia, Russia. It's always Russia, 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 isn't it? Uh, do we have, I want to go back to Georgia here. Be with you this morning. What did you think what then about, or how did you vote on the impeachment of uh, Secretary Mayorkas, and what does it do for the overall topic of border security? You know, I voted no. I mean, we sat in markup for 15 hours, and Democrats had over 30 amendments who the chairman decided we just don't want to hear them because we want to just move forward and impeach Secretary Mayorkas. And the reality is we know that it didn't change anything. They got their messaging. They're going to be able to campaign that they got the first immigrant ever. Shut up, idiot. Uh, Nobody cares about you or what you have to say. I was going back to Georgia, and that's what I found, a frumpy idiot saying idiotic, frumpy things. So we're going to go away from the frumpiness, and we're going to go back to the actual news. Now, she was a frumpy Democrat from Illinois, right? Well, what's going on in Illinois, Eli, these days that we should talk about? Oh, I don't know. How about an Illinois lawmaker proposing labeling parents as child abusers for denying 
minor children's sex changes, Eli. Maybe that's what's going on in Illinois. Look at this. See this thing on the, on the, on the screen here? Yeah. Yeah, that's your, I don't know if that's a girl or a guy or a guy trying to be a girl. It's definitely a horse. <laughs> this thing on your screen right here, or better wise known as Representative Anna Stava Murray, you know, because she's got to have a hyphenated name. She's one of those feminists. Radical Illinois State Representative Anna Stava Murray, Democrat of Naperville, has proposed House Bill 4876 to amend current legislation, the Abused and Neglected Child Reporting Act, to say that an abused child is one whose parents deny abortion services, Eli, so deny them to, you know, kill a child, or gender-affirming services. How much you want to make a bet this passes in Shiffy, Illinois? The definition of an abused child under the proposed bill is, and I quote, a child whose parent or immediate family member or any person responsible for the child's welfare or individual residing in the same home as the child or a paramour of the child's parents denies the child access to necessary medical care. That's the word right there. Who's going to decide what's necessary or not? Including but not limited to primary care services, abortion services, or gender-affirming services. Basically, killing babies or mutilating children. They're sick demons, folks, and they've got a forehead waiting for bullets. Come into my home. Come into my home and try to mutilate my child. And we'll see how many bullets your forehead can hold before your brains pop out the back of your skull. You want to get vivid? Go ahead. I know that Illinois has become so full-on corrupt that their residents are now scared to do anything. Trust me, I'm from there. But I pray to God nobody ever comes into my house looking for something like that. I pray to God that never happens. The bill also states that healthcare providers would not face any form of disciplinary action if they were to perform these services sought out by the minors without parental consent. Sabrina, are you in there? Come over here real quick, will you? Hey, Sabrina, what would you do if the state said that you were not allowed to um, keep gender mutilation from your child and that you were not allowed to stop them from having an abortion and they could do anything with your kid without your knowledge and they, you can't do anything about it. What would you do? I'd move. She basically said she'd go to jail. <laughs> uh, or grab your kids and move and bounce. Yeah, I would do that too. I would do that too. Or, you know, the first one sounds a lot better. First one sounds pretty good too. Oh, but ladies and gentlemen, we're not done. We're not done. That's Illinois. Let's go to North Carolina. North Kakalaki. How many North Carolinians do we have in here? Right? Well, a new curriculum is being considered at a North Carolina police academy. With, will, uh, it'll teach cops, Eli, when they're training, that there are 68 different terms for gender identity. So you can no longer say the black man did this. The white man who is approximately six foot four, Caucasian. No, 
Male, no, can't say that anymore now. No, no. Now you have to say whatever it is that, how do you, how do you label them if you've not talked to them? Uh, how about freak? Let's just, let's just wrap them all up into one, one group. Freak. A six foot tall freak, <laughs> Caucasian freak. You would think that the, the public would have learned its lesson about letting the left have anything to do with the policing after the disastrous idea to defund the police, right? That worked out so well. But now North Carolina Police Academy proposed in uh, the the curriculum um, includes teaching of the 68 different terms. It's a 16-week basic law enforcement training offered to people over the ages of 20 in North Carolina is likely to see the significant change. Ladies and gentlemen, how is a cop ever supposed to do his job, number one? How is that supposed to happen? If a cop can't do their job, then why why would anybody try to be a cop? Nobody would. So you're screwing us there, too. That's the plan, though. I bet the illegals that they're trying to make uh, law enforcement won't have their hands tied like this. Bet that. Oh, no, they'll be told to come after every single person. No matter what, they won't have their hands tied. They'll be able to call us. They'll probably be able to shoot us. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, please focus your attention right now to your screen because right now we're going to talk about this wonderful company, Goldco. Ladies and gentlemen, look, I don't know a better way to secure your money other than it's not even you would say, well, I'll secure my money right in my house like Fannie Willis. Me and frumpy Fannie Willis will keep all of our money in our home if we have any. Well, if you do have a retirement, if you do have a 401k that might be gaining a little bit of steam again, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter if that green is under your pillow, that green is in the ground, or that green is in stocks and bonds, or that green is in the bank. The green is worth what the green is worth. But the gold and the silver, that's always going to hold its worth. It'll dip down and dip back up, but gold and silver will always hold its worth. And there is no freer feeling than having precious metals in your hands. So if that's, if that's time for you to do that today, then go to goldco.com live because it's not going to get any better in 2024, I can tell you that. It's only going to get worse. Go to goldco.com live today. Purchase gold and silver today, ladies and gentlemen. Go to goldco.com live. Purchase gold and silver today. Keep that in your safe. Keep that in your ground. Or you can even have a IRA with Goldco, and they will keep it safe, and they'll buy it back at the highest buyback rate. Goldco.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I thought that today we would end with something special. Since we couldn't do phone calls today, I thought we'd end with a little something special. Eli, you ready for that little something special? All right, I want to see a smile on all your faces. First of all, I want you to go to jeremyharrell.com. I want you to order your Rise Up coffee today, your Rise Up American Pecan or your Gold Dark Sumatra Gold, or get a decaf of the American Pecan. Then leave a donation on the site, help fund this operation so that we can continue to bring you the news and bring you the truth. And number three, share this video. Okay, here we go. You'll love this. Now I say is she a boat rigger? But fatty only make my lead bigger. Now I say is she a boat rigger? But fatty only make my lead bigger. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. 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 
Benita thought, always at the beauty salon With her baby Louis Vuitton under her underarm She said, talk to Waka Flock, I could really do bomb For a case, I got a lot, I could blow up your spot like a bomb But I'm looking for the one, have you seen her? She went and put my whole team under subpoena Diva, Friday, Felicia, four kids In charge of gonna Donald Trump and you're the bullshit Indict Gucci Mane, and chase her for some pain She think it's all a game, for rap with no shame She get up on TV, they all know her name If you play in Fulton County, then you better get paid, you know why? Cause the D ain't corrupt, yo, from what I heard, fatty got a baby by Mondo And Luma said she got a trapped house in a condo She don't care whatever said, long as she flopped, though Now I say is she a boat rigger, ha <laughs> But fatty only make my lead bigger, Now I say is she a boat rigger, but fatty only make my lead bigger <laughs> Get down, girl, go ahead, get down What? Get down, girl, go ahead, get down Get down, girl, go ahead, get down Get down, girl, go ahead, get down 13 counts, 13 counts She getting paid to pounce and die for 13 counts I know somebody paying top to charge whoever he says Another DA in the pop and handle all of his biz You will see her at the port house, call her Fatty Willis Charge another rapper cause you know she out to get us She even charge her president if you could pay the money Election interference done, deal for the money She walk around looking like Chapo with the money She got a new week, got white hoe with the money, money if you ain't no punk, holla, we want D-Trump, we, we want, want D-Trump, yeah, yeah. something that you need to have, cause when we get revenge, we gon' kick some ass, Let's go. 13 counts, 13, 13 counts. counts, got paid for every count, straight into bank accounts, now I is saying she a vote rigger, but fatty only make my lead bigger, come on, now I is saying she a vote rigger, but fatty only make my lead bigger, what, get down girl, go ahead, get down, Get down, girl, go ahead, get down from me. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Rumble rats, baby. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, let's go. <laughs> How can you not love that, ladies and gentlemen? How can you love that? Big shout out to the Dilly meme team. Big shout out to the Dilly Meme team for that one. Now, I ain't saying she a vote rigger, right, Eli? But fatty only make my lead bigger. I like that. That was perfect. Wasn't Love that it. great? Oh. <laughs> hey, we got to end the week on a high note, right? Yep. Anyway, Eli, say goodbye. Take it easy, LFA family. Have a great weekend. We'll see you bright and early Monday morning. That's right, and Ava Chen with Whistleblowers and Infiltration Files. Tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, don't miss that. Don't miss the Hannah Faulkner Show. Don't miss the Black Robe Regiment. Don't miss all those great shows tomorrow, and don't miss all of the wonderful shows the rest of the day today and on Sunday. Speaking of that, a great man by the name of Kevin Smith, he's getting ready to start his show right now, so I'm going to ask you each to go to that show and leave this one, and I'll leave you with this. There are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Look, I ain't saying she's a vote rigger, but fatty only make his lead bigger. Have fun, ladies and gentlemen. God bless you. Keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face and whatever you do. Keep spreading that gospel. Peace out.
still America. 